When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Dr. Greg Reed and Jeffrey Klubeck. They are the authors of Mastermind Group, an exclusive invitation. It's great to have you both with us. All right. Great to be here. Absolutely, Karen. It's nice when we have dueling authors, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> that said, the punch, yeah. uh, tough act to follow. How did you guys get together and decide to collaborate on the book? Uh, Greg is somebody that I learned about back in 2011. I was early on in my career as a coach, consultant, trainer, and Greg was already doing amazing things in personal and professional growth. And years later, I was able to attend his event, Secret Knock, and we started to hit it off. And now we're partners in a couple of uh, endeavors, including this book and Secret Knock and, and a couple of other brands that we're working on. Okay. Secret Knock, you have my interest peaked, but <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. It's the greatest event you cannot attend. What a concept, right? It's a right? secret, right? Exactly. That's the whole idea. Bum, oh. bada, bum, bum. And yep. so it's really interesting. In fact, that's where I met uh, Jeffrey yeah. uh, originally. And what's really cool is because we bring the most positive, like-minded people who are taking action mm -hmm. and put them in a room of fellowship so you can network with other people. And we said, masterminding, that is the key. When like-minded people come together, that's where the magic starts magically appearing. Yeah, so put the book Mastermind Group. When I saw mm. the title, I was definitely intrigued because it was an exclusive invitation. <laughs> was it a mastermind group? Was it both? So how do you describe the book? The concept of mastermind was started by Napoleon Hill, mm -hmm. who is like essentially the father of personal and professional yeah. growth. But as the professional growth industry evolved, people were misusing or kind of deviating from the original, how should I say, integrity of masterminding. So masterminds would either be uh, a drama session, a psycho emo rabbit hole, or, hey, sit around in a semicircle and let me sell to you. And Greg approached me and said, hey, what if we standardized? What if we uh, restored the integrity to the mastermind concept mm -hmm. and set up the like a Robert's rules for how to do it the right way? Or maybe even we could create an association, become the Toastmasters of masterminding and help people run masterminds the right way because mm -hmm. there's so much value in the power of a mastermind. Yeah, we understand there's a difference between counsel and opinion. Yeah. Opinions based on ignorance, lack of knowledge, or inexperience were Counsel's based on mentorship, people have paved the way. So sure. if you go to a family and friend and say you're gonna start a business, they might talk you out of it if they've never done it. But if you go to someone who's an expert in that craft, they'll walk you through and tell you where to avoid the landmines and give you counsel. So our whole concept is, what if we could create a mastermind alliance where you could only get that great counsel and ignore people's opinions? Ignore the opinion. But I was curious if you can go back for a moment this idea of masterminding, can mm -hmm. you can you clarify that a little bit for anyone out there who's not exactly sure what that means? Uh, it's it's centered on the, the I would say the, the concept of the what we call the opportunity seat. Other people might call it the hot seat. Okay. Where let's say there's a, a group of twelve people and there's the seat and everybody takes a turn getting into the seat where they declare who am I, what am I working on, right? 
And then the other members of the group get to spend some time asking clarifying questions, oh. then spend some time offering opinion, right? And then the person in the seat just says, thank you, thank you, without arguing back or defending their ego. Somebody scribes and writes yeah. down all of the beautiful suggestions that are coming, and then the person gets off their seat with a series of suggestions. And if they take action on at least one of them, the group has integrity. They don't have to take all of the suggestions, right? Take what works and leave the rest behind. And, and, and by the time everybody's had their turn in the seat, it's, it's an experience of vulnerability and collaboration and community and empowerment. Mm -hmm. And I like to say that 12 minds are better than one, especially if you do a good job putting the group together. Right, right. So you've created a book that does just that, so to speak? Well, absolutely. We started something called the Mastermind Association, where yeah. we teach people how to become certified mastermind consultants so they can run host uh, masterminds in their own community. And so this is basically a guide to show you exactly how to do it. Step one, two and three. And you call it a business parable. Absolutely. Right? How would you describe that? It's a fictional story about a mentor meeting a mentee and then that mentee being sent on a life's journey where he mm -hmm. meets amazing people and creates his own mastermind association so his business starts growing. So while you're reading the pages, you can see yourself through there and say, I want just that. Okay. So it's uh, through the eyes of a character named Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Uh-huh. Or one of you, Kyle. I think <laughs> What's, what I are think, the behind-the-scenes <laughs> notes? I, I have to tell you, I think... There's a little bit of Kyle in all of us. Oh, you know? I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Okay. And sure. and tell us about Kyle's journey. How did you decide, you know, who he met and where he went? Well, Kyle's just like anybody else. He's got parents and he's got a, an idea and he wants to get something started. So really, in a nutshell, Kyle's an entrepreneur. Okay. And there's tons of obstacles in the journey of an entrepreneur. And a lot of times entrepreneurs feel that they're alone. They don't know where to start. Uh -huh. They don't know the research. They second guess themselves on and on. And that's where... Uh, Kyle receives an exclusive invitation to meet up with what are going to end up being some legendary characters. Do we want to reveal? Since <laughs> any just of a the little sneak peek. Go ahead. Uh, what, what, how would you feel if you were just introduced to uh, Martin Luther King and Steve Jobs or Amelia Earhart or um, Napoleon Hill himself? Mm -hmm. and, and you got counsel from those people on your entrepreneurial journey. Well, Kyle had that 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 right. But as you read it, it, it seems like it's sort of happenstance. It kind of, I mean, it was that you know, he meets this person on a train and the story sort of unfolds, but he references that chance meeting. Mm -hmm. So how do you explain the chance meeting? A lot of people say, oh, I'm, I'm always looking for a chance meeting, but it never happens. I, I, I think it always happens. We're oh, just yeah? not aware of it. Okay. Yeah. So oh. how many times have we gone to a networking event and we met that perfect person and we store their business card or their phone number in our cell phone and wait for the perfect time? Time to reach out. Mm -hmm. But that time never comes because we don't have the worth issues or things of this nature. Right. And the best time to reach out to that database is the mm -hmm. moment it strikes you. And that's what we want to inspire people to do. Sure. Okay. So through the book, do you talk about the mistakes Kyle makes? Or? No, no. The book is actually more focused on how the group, mm -hmm. the mastermind group, helps Kyle mm -hmm. avoid mistakes that he would have made uh -huh. had That's he right. not gotten the wise counsel of the members of the group. Right. Remember, a good mentor will tell you what you need to hear, not always what you want to hear. And back home, I've got a great mentor because he's never told me a nice thing yet. Right. So, <laughs> so the whole concept is I'd rather learn from people that are going to try to make me better. Right. And just curious, you're, you said you mentioned a little bit of your background, but did you guys have experience in this, you know, mastermind grouping, so to speak, and you felt compelled 
to kind of put it on paper because nothing else exists? I, I don't think. Yeah, like I, I'll, I'll say briefly, I, as a coach and, and a trainer, I've gone all around the world on like business growth retreats or some, I've, been, I've participated as a supporting coach in various versions of Mastermind where mm-hmm. there's a, a hot seat. Right. And, it, and I've experienced how the concept of Mastermind has been, like I said earlier, been deviated, right? So I've had experience being a supporting coach, being just like one of a panel of four coaches that are giving this feedback to 20, 30 entrepreneurs over the course of a four day event. I've done that several times in many continents and countries. But the concept of a business parable and the idea to create an association and really, I don't want to say corner the market or Mm -hmm. establish, you know, be, be the first person to come up when somebody searches mastermind. That was Greg's genius. Okay. And, but we should say genius that that's aptly put because you've written 85 books. Did I get that right? I've been publishing 85 books, but be very clear, I've got great ghostwriters and editors to make my words well, actually come out, sound like that. But yeah. still, not everybody yes. can, e- can even say that in 45 languages. Correct. And you recently just got a star in Las Vegas? Yeah, on the Walk of Fame. I'm next to Elvis Presley and some of the greatest icons. Who'd wow. have thought that one, huh? They're next to you. I, hey, hey, I like the way you think. Hey. Exactly. Do you always get interviewed? I, I know. <laughs> and back to the mastermind thing. So I've lived my entire life around mastermind. So mm-hmm. I... I understand that I'm not the smartest person in the room. And if I am, I'm in the wrong room. So my concept was years ago when I was interviewing amazing people, I realized that top figureheads, the corporate leaders, they had no one else to talk to because they only had fledglings that worked for them and yes people, but no one of peer. And so I started my own mastermind group with the strongest people. I won't name drop, but they are the strongest leaders of icon and business that you know today each establishing billion dollar brands. And what we would do is every month we'd come together and no one wanted anything from each other, but they could let their hair down and say, hey, I'm having a challenge here, what should I do? And then you got input from all these other people that were literally trying to help you grow and improve. And that's what a mastermind group truly offers. So that's what I want to do. How did you assemble those people though? It it was really hard, I, I asked them. You know, that's, that's but how did thing. you know them? I mean, someone reading it says, that's great, but I don't know any Titans. Well, it, it's interesting. When I started interviewing the most important people, I realized that the most successful people are also the most available people. Mm. If you're brand new at something, you're happy-go-lucky, you're fresh, you're cool. That makes sense. You're at the top, happy-go-lucky, nothing to prove. In the middle, pain in the neck. So I just jumped to the front of the line. It's easier to get to the founder of Remax Real Estate Corporation than the local Remax office down the street because they have all these people trying to pick up the phone. Exactly. So what I realized for myself is I would just Google reach out. And once you had one connection, they're friends of like mine. They could open up the doors. One of the things I'd like to add to that is that successful people, really successful people are actualized. They're not needy anymore. That's true. So if you're trying to get in touch with somebody who's not actualized, who's still chasing their own thing, they're going to say, well, what's in it for me? I've got my own stuff. Right? But somebody that's already made their wealth several mm-hmm. times over, they're actualized, mm-hmm. they're not only looking to give back, right? but they're proud of giving back. It's all about service or not, I would say contribution mm-hmm. is what they're really, that's the game for them. It's not about certainty. It's not about survival. If they've got that taken care of, now it's about legacy and mm-hmm. giving back and making sure that you help others. And a lot of people don't ask the right question. That's so cool. for example, this last billionaire, multi-billionaire I called up and I said, hey, to be more wealthy. I go, will you teach me your exact blueprint? He goes, absolutely. I go, why would you do that? 
He says, no one ever asked me. He goes, my grandkids are fighting over my inheritance and I'm still alive, right. but no one asked how I did it. Uh-huh. So what I do is ask clarifying questions so I can open up the doors of opportunity. And they're so happy because they got to get it out of their brain right. and share it with somebody else. So tell us, what did he tell you? How do you, what's the billionaire? That guy, he was so interesting. I'll tell you one thing, since the last year of actually implementing all the things I've learned, I've quadrupled my personal income and wealth. That is true fact. And I did it by simply following the successful actions of other people. And so that guy, he made a billion dollars. I go, how'd you make it in dirt? And he said, time plus land is wealth. What does that mean? He goes, all I do is I look for a town that's mm-hmm. growing 25% a year. Go on Google Maps, it's free. Uh-huh. I look for Broadway Main Street, draw a line out eight miles, and I buy the dirt. Okay. I rented the dirt to farmers, they pay the lease, and as the town continues to grow, eventually ends up on his plot eight miles out, and since he's on Broadway, he flips it and sells it to Costco for 800 times what he paid. Wow. That was just a secret. Pretty good. Exactly. There's all kinds of strategies about, quote, how to use other people's money in yeah. order to get started if you don't have your own. And without addressing any of those myriad strategies that yeah. are out there, I'd say the number one quickest path is relational capital. Agreed. When you have relationships that are built on trust and integrity. When somebody knows that your word is gold (laughs) and then you have an opportunity to make an investment and they have the money, they're willing to invest in you, right? And so you you have to be willing to ask. You have to be willing to articulate the opportunity. You have to believe in it. But relational capital is a quick way to get your seed money, your startup money, if you don't have it yourself. And then there's all kinds of other strategies, but I don't think anything is more lucrative than relational capital. C-Suite Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The chapters, uh, the titles grab you. First one oh. that grabbed me, chapter one, uh, what you don't know can hurt you, which Absolutely. is the opposite of the old adage, what you don't know, you know, can't hurt you. So, mm-hmm. so explain that. I like what do, do I that. not know that can hurt me? Well, what's interesting in today's society, I believe that organized knowledge and wisdom is the most powerful tool in the world. So back in the day, if you'd walk into the library, there's a lot of information, but if you didn't know exactly where to go to find it, to ask the right questions, it was just trivia. So in today's world, I believe that by not knowing and having access to that information can set you back. However, there's so much access in today's civilization by reaching out to the people who've already accomplished what you want for counsel and as well as the internet. There's so many more things available than we did. Understand this, the cell phone you have in your phone right now has access to more information than Bill Clinton had as president of the United States of America. It's true. Things have changed. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the uh, it's a more of a world economy now, mm-hmm. so you can start collaborating on a different level. And again, I can mastermind with people right now from India, from China, all around the world where we didn't have that same opportunity before. One of the great things about 
well, first of all, just what you don't know can hurt you. If, if people don't know the value of mastermind, that can hurt because then you'll stay alone. You won't get right. the resources, et cetera. And then when you have that vulnerable experience with people month after month or week after week or whatever the interval is, you build that bond and that relational yeah. capital. One of the things that people don't know about the value of a mastermind, if they've never experienced one, for example, is how much they learn from other people's opportunity seat rather than just their own. Right. People are so concerned and ego defensive about how am I going to present myself? when I sit in my seat and am I going to have to admit some shortcoming? And so they're, they're almost like energetically, their defenses are up. So any counsel that they're receiving, they may not hear it all. Right. Meanwhile, the 10 or 11 other people in the room are saying, oh, I might have that problem down the road. And, but it's not their seat. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. So they can actually learn more from watching 11 other opportunity seats than they might even learn from their own. But mm-hmm. if you don't know that, you might not get into the mastermind in the first place because right. you're protecting your ego. So that's okay. one thing that people may not know that is, is hurting them if they're not actively masterminding. Are you guys currently in mastermind groups? Are you, Absolutely. Is it a constant yeah. in Constant. Your and they change. Right. Uh, you know, it's really interesting. People always talk about mentors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I believe that you mastermind with mentors, people that you want to learn something from. And you can have multiple mentors in our lives. So for example, I've got a great tennis mentor who teaches me my backhand. Who's that? Oh. I love tennis. <laughs> Do you really? You got to come to San Diego. But I'm not going to ask that person financial counsel. Right. So I'm very careful what we do. So when you mastermind, make sure that we surround ourselves with people that you have respect for, mm-hmm. not people you have influence over. Okay. That's that's a yes. great way to look at it. And, and, and sometimes a little bit of both is okay. Like when you get 12 people in the room, you don't have to, like, in other words, some people in that group are going to be the ones that you look up to. And some people in that group are going to be ones looking up to you. So mm-hmm. there's some, there's a balance. And with enough people in the group, everybody's going to win. And who's organizing these groups? Well, that's what we're doing. We started the Mastermind Association to teach people how to become certified so that they can start running and hosting in their own community. You'd be shocked and amazed how one person in a local small town feels alone. They're like an island. So what we want to do is teach them that they can reach out to their local, you know, top car dealer and the real estate person and the network marketing person. And if they all came together as a collective, amazing opportunities are lying right there at their feet, but they just not connected with them. That's what this does. It's actually better than that. In my opinion, it's, it's not just get certified so you can start a group, Mm -hmm. right? It's get certified so you can lead a group that you may have been invited right. into. And I think that's important because one of the things I love about partnering with Greg and the, and the principles of masterminding is in our association, one of the rules that we set up is that when people come together to do their meeting, the very first thing that everybody in the group will do is come together and work on something for somebody outside of the group, like mm-hmm. a homeless guy down the street or a charity or a cause oh, or a nonprofit nice. or something. So all 12 people are coming together. And when, the way I set up my groups is whoever's leading the meeting that time gets to choose the cause that benefits from the collective. So if everybody is certified, then next month you can run the meeting and you get to choose what group gets to benefit from our collective efforts. Sure. And so if all 12 people are certified, the group has more um, uh, shelf life or more staying power because if one person can't make it, somebody else can step up and lead it and the group continues mm-hmm. to go. Final question. I was just curious how much thought and R&D went into Kyle. Why'd you choose that name? Male versus female. Why that character specifically? Yeah, there was no specific answer to that question, except what we wanted to do is take an embodiment of a lot of experiences that we've gone through and put it into one person. So basically, that is a person who represents both Jeff and I along our life's journey. I see. Okay. Yeah, it's like a 
a composite character. It's like a Trojan horse to get the success principles illuminated. And it, it would, it, it's not a dry read. It's a very easy read. You get through it quickly. You turn the pages really easy. fast. And it's different than reading something academic or overly verbose, etc. cetera. So, yeah. so it's an easy way to just get... Uh, someone's attention on the principles. Right. Of the and, no, and no big words were harmed writing this. No, book. they were not. I, I, <laughs> for sure. Why are you saying little that. words, big font? Yes, <laughs> right? I can speak to that. No, but it's an easy. It's an easy read. It's a fun read because it's a narrative. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's unique in that sense, and it's it's a unique um, topic and very cool. I haven't read a book like it here on the show. So congratulations. Thank exciting. you very much. Yeah. Will there be another book to follow? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Stay yeah. tuned. All right, we will. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, guys, so much. If you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website, csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.